Does truth exist? Because you have faith, does that make this book true? Does God exist? So when someone says there is no truth, if you apply the claim to itself, what should you say? Is that true? They don't think Christianity is true. They're talked out of it. You know why they're talked out of it? Because they've never been talked into it. Cross-examining skeptical and atheistic views. Welcome to Cross-Examine with Dr. Frank Turek. Every year, ladies and gentlemen, I go to Israel and I look for one man to be my guide. It is Israeli archaeologist Eli Shukran. And I've talked about Eli before on this program. In fact, when I came back from Israel in April of this year, I, I did a pro whole program on what we saw and how Ellie led us through the country. But it's a great privilege to have Ellie in the studio with me right here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Ellie, how are you? Fantastic. Beautiful weather. You know, Charlotte is just amazing. It is. Charlotte's yeah, beautiful. It's, Charlotte is beautiful. Now, you came to the United States a couple of weeks ago. You went to HBU, Houston Baptist. Yeah, we've been in, I've been in Houston. Then I've been in Florida. Mm-hmm. Oh, flying from Florida to Idaho. Idaho. You know, what's Idaho? <laughs> you know, it's a great, it's amazing. You know, there's long, 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 long away to the left. Long this is Idaho. Way. Yeah, you went to Idaho to visit and, with our mutual friend, Rhonda Sand, who organizes yes. all of our trips from yeah, livingpassages.com. Yeah. And uh, then you came here because we wanted you to be here in Charlotte to speak at Life Fellowship Church. And also to speak to our TV show, which uh, you we spoke to the, you and you and I spoke to the church Sunday, and then we spoke to my TV show, and we also spoke to the fire school over there with our friend Dr. Michael Brown. But I wanted to not only have you on the TV, I want to have you on the radio. Now it's going to be hard for us to describe what Ellie has discovered in Israel without pictures. It's radio, friends. We'll do our best. But if you want to really see this, you got to tune into our TV program because probably in about a month or so we're going to air the program that Ellie and I just did at Life Fellowship Church here in North of Charlotte. And what Ellie has done in Israel, particularly the city of David, is unprecedented. Nobody else has done this. Nobody else has discovered what Ellie has discovered. In fact, I was just on a flight a few days ago coming back from Colorado, Ellie, and I had a book. It's a brand new book put out by Zondervan, which is a big publisher here in the United States. And it's called The Biblical Handbook of Archaeology or The Handbook of Biblical Archaeology. And I noticed they had a table in there, Ellie, and they had... Uh, 12 major discoveries about the Old Testament found in the city of Jerusalem. And Ellie, you discovered five of them. Yeah, it's, it's amazing, you know. I didn't knew that I found five of them, you know. You did. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm just walking, you know. I'm just walking, doing uh, my job, doing my excavation, and that's it, you know. Whatever happens, happens. So, but, but it's, yes. It's a lot more than that. But yes. At, at, before we talk about the discoveries you made, it's not just Old Testament, it's New Testament as well. Before we talk about the discoveries... um. Let's learn a little bit about you. You actually didn't grow up in Jerusalem. You grew up in Tiberias. Yeah. You're, you're Elijah from the Galilee. I'm from the Galilee. You know, imagine you. I'm sitting in Charlotte, uh -huh. Frank, and you're talking with the guy with the guy that came from the Galilee, right where Jesus spent most of his time. Yeah, yeah, Galilee, Galilee. It's a beautiful place. Oh, it I just, is. Yeah, the Sea of Galilee. I, I was raised around the Sea of Galilee in the city of Tiberias. You know? uh -huh. It's a beautiful area, and you know, Tiberias. It's not just a city. 
It's an ancient city that built by King Herod Antipas in the beginning of the first century yes. AD. Just, yes. just amazing, you know. Yes. So when I grew up, you, what you see around yourself, around, around where you are, a lot of archaeology. There's a lot of history around us. Well, when you took us to uh, Capernaum, which is, I think, my favorite spot in Jerusalem, Capernaum is where Jesus spent most of his time. It's kind of his adopted hometown after Nazareth. I mean, you grew up not more than a 15-minute 20-minute walk from Capernaum. You could walk there from Tiberius almost. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, it's yeah, very yeah. cool. Everything gets close. A half-hour walk, maybe. I, yeah, yeah. What it's close. Talk, I just want to tell the Frank. Yeah. Five minutes, ten minutes. Who cares about <laughs> that? You know, what are we talking about? But yes, I, I was I was growing very close to the Capernaum, very close to this area, you know. And we're talking about the Sea of Galilee. We're talking about the fishermen in the Sea of Galilee. What the experience of the fishermen in the Sea of Galilee. And you know that in the Sea of Galilee, you... Most of the fishermen walking at night, not walking at the at night. They're walking at night, but from the other end, they're, they're working at night, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah, working yeah, at night. Yeah. But from the other end, you know, what's what's happening here? What's happening here? It's that you know, as 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 a child going with his father, like you know, like in America, Charlotte or whatever. You going, you going to, uh, you know. Uh, in in Israel, it's Sabbath time uh-huh. that you're not walking. So you're going out with with your father, going fishing in the Sea of Galilee with net. What does it look like? Okay, you, so it's, you're it's fishing at night. You're, you're, so you're I'm working fishing, at night. Yeah, you're working at night. But yeah. but you know what we did? We just going and doing a fishing in the Sea of Galilee. Think about the fishermen in the Sea of Galilee. Think about the fishermen in two thousand years ago. Think about the fishermen today. Uh huh. We're fishing the same fish. Yeah, St. Peter's fish, yeah. Yeah, the fish didn't change. (laughs) Okay, so what are we talking about, you know? The fish is the same fish, and the Sea of Galilee is the same Sea of Galilee. So when you're looking on the Sea of Galilee today, it's the same Sea of Galilee that was there before 2,000 years ago. Yes, it is. And, you know, one thing Israel has done very well is they have not commercialized the Sea of Galilee too much. They've left it very rural, very rustic. So you got Capernaum there, you got Chorazin there, you got where Jesus gave the Sermon on the Mount, you got Bethsaida there, you got Tiberius, which Jesus Magdala. never was in Magdala's right there. Yeah. It's just beautiful. Absolutely yeah, just, just amazing. And this is where I was, you know. Think about that, Frank. You every morning you're living in the Galilee, Frank from the Galilee, and you you're walking in the morning every day, and you see your in your face the Sea of Galilee. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. Every day, all yeah. your life. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. It's you, amazing. Just amazing so to you be and, there. You and I are the same age, yeah. and we're both fifty-six, almost fifty-seven. And uh, you graduated high school from Tiberius High School, and then you went into the army because yeah. you have to go in the army in yeah. Israel, and you fought in Lebanon, didn't you? Yeah, I, I know. I, I, I was, uh, you know, after the high school, you must go to the army because yep. this is the mandatory, this is the mandatory yep. rules in Israel. Yep. And, you know, my daughter also, she was in the army, so mm-hmm. she finished before a few months ago. But this, this is the, the way of the life in Israel. You know, that, you know, our neighborhood, it's not so nice neighborhood. No, no. Well, what we can do? So we need to protect ourselves. You so do. I was in, in the army and, of course, you know, you must understand that when I raised, when I growing up, when I was in kind- kindergarten, the war six day started. Sixty seven. Six day war. The war yeah, 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 yeah. I was in kindergarten. You know, yeah. you see the airplane and you there, and then after a few years later, what's happening? Seventy three, another war. Yeah. And and when you which which age you are? Thirteen years old. 
So you jumping after high school, you're going to the army and another war. <laughs> but this is this is this is this is the this is this is what's happened to the land the, yeah, to the life of Israel. You know, I don't mean to laugh about war, but yeah, yeah it's, it's constant it's, over there. Yeah, right? yeah. But but yeah. in '82 I was I was in in Lebanon. I, I was in the war, and of course you know you get all the experience, war experience, and uh, different kind of war war experience, and then. You know, after the army, I finished the army f- and then, you know, back to Tiberius, to my hometown. And, and, you know, and after a while there, walking with my dad and then... Your your mother had other plans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She? she had she had the plan. No, you know, the mother always had the plan, you know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> they don't tell us all the secret. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, from there, one, two, three, four, and then I start to... Uh, my uh, my uh, studies in the Hebrew University in Jerusalem, and you studied archaeology. I studied ar- archaeologists and the Jewish history from the first temple. It's mean from the Old Testament or from the first temple period, from the second temple period. Uh-huh. This was my 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 most of my uh, education uh, in the Jewish history in the university. So so uh, then you know after you finish the university, what are you doing? You're flying to America to do a tour. Oh, you did what, what do you, in eighty eighty eight. So nineteen eighty eight, I was in America doing a tour uh-huh. and uh, being around and and walking and then buy a, a buying car and traveling all America. You know, from New York all the way to L.A. Wow! It was a great tour. It was a great tour. It means it mean that we finish one thing in our life, the study life, and then we're moving to our. I will, I would, in new life, so, it is the so, working life. So people in Israel are just like people in America. After they finish school, they want to go find themselves for a couple of months and not work. And that's apparently what you yeah, did. But, but, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to find myself. Already I found myself. Uh-huh. So what do we need to do just to enjoy our time, our freedom? All right. Well, we're going to talk about what you did right after that, because what you did is unprecedented in, in Israeli archaeology. We're going to learn a lot about from Eli Shukran, a lot about Israel, the City of David, even something related directly to Jesus, so don't go away. I'm Frank Turk with Eli Shukran. Back in two. Thank you for listening to the Cross Examine podcast. This material is made available to you for free by the contributions of listeners like you. If you wish to support future podcasts, just go to crossexamine.org and click on the donate button, or simply use the donate feature directly on our app. Thanks. What can archaeology tell us about the Bible? There couldn't be a better guy to talk to about that than my friend Eli Shukran, who excavated most of the city of David himself between 1995 and 2013. Eli spent 18 years excavating. And you're probably asking yourself, what's the city of David? Well, before we get there, you're listening to Cross-Examine with Frank Turek on the American Family Radio Network website, crossexamined.org. That's crossexamined with a D on the end of it, dot org. And uh, my friend Ellie, as I say, started excavating in the city of David. Now, what's the city of David? It's about a 10-acre peninsula to the south of the old wall of Jerusalem. It was Jerusalem in David's day. The Temple Mount, the Dome of the Rock, all that stuff you see when you see pictures of Jerusalem didn't exist in David's day. What existed was the city of David, 10 acres to the south of the old city wall. Now, Ellie, what happened in 19, 
Well, you started excavated in 1995. We'll go back to some of that, but I want to I want to talk about what happened in 2004 at the very bottom of the city of David. Yeah, this this is this is very interesting, you know, because uh, the bottom of the city of David and the, it's in the south side of the city of David. There's the connection between the Terpion Valley, the valleys of Jerusalem, Terpion Valley that's mm-hmm. crossing Jerusalem in the in the middle. It started in Damascus Gate, it's north of Jerusalem, yep. all the way to the Kidron Valley. And in that point that the Tirpon Valley and the Kidron Valley connected, because the Kidron Valley is the valley that's between Mount of Olive, Mount Moriah, City of David. Right. And the Kidron Valley going all the way to the Dead Sea. It's very, very important, that kind of location. But in the con- before the Tirpon Valley connected to the, to the Kidron Valley, this very, very interesting area. Why it's a very, very interesting area? Because this is the deepest area in the city of Derby. The deepest. From, yeah, from there you connect it to the Kidron Valley. Okay. And, uh, you know, in, in Israel we have a rain season, we have a dry season. Uh-huh. So uh, in 2002, it was a huge rain season in Israel. So all the uh, pipe, all the sewage pipe was, was filling full of water. And, and, and what's happening in that time, all the area of the Pool of Siloam or the asphalt from the road was starting to move up and, and they need to fix it. Right. But they don't just need to fix that, they need to fix everything, all the pipe that was below that street. So mm-hmm. what they did, you know, the municipality planned a plan to do some, uh, 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 to change this pipe, yep. concrete pipe to a different pipe. And of course, you know that Everywhere in Jerusalem, when you're doing some project, you must have uh, some uh, archaeologist, supervisor, archaeologist to be there to look to search about that. Okay. And the story was, it's a very, very funny story because they start to walk there to dug this area. And it was an um, archaeologist there that would watch, but no one seen, no, well, no one seen nothing. And they get uh, to the end of that dugging with a bulldozer. So... I heard about that because I was walking close to the uh, spring. The spring of Gion, not Gion, far from yeah, there. Yeah, Gion spring, we're talking about around like 2,000 feet, you know. It's not, it's not a big deal, you not know. Not that far away. Not okay. that far away. I was there, I was, I was walking all the way to the Pool of Salam and just to take a photos, to look uh-huh. around, you know, it's, it's just to, you know, something in my... In my, in my inside, in my body, tell me, okay, let, let's go, let's see, let's take some picture, let's let's look around, and I just walking there, taking for taking a picture, you know, no more than that because I didn't in charge of that area. So, so you weren't in charge of that area, but you were an archaeologist, and you go down there because you know they're digging, and what do you hear? And what I am here, I'm seeing the bulldozer walking, and I'm here the bulldozer scratching the stone. Uh huh. I didn't know what kind of stone. You must understand, in this area was a lot of workers. And a lot of people around. So I, I believe that everyone here on the scratching stone, but no one pay attention that may something there, maybe okay. some, may something below that dirt. So what I did, I you know, because I'm an alcohol, people know me there around, and I told them, okay, let's stop. I told them, stop. Because I heard something, let's check it. If there's something, fine. If not, also fine. Let, let's see mm-hmm. what's going on. Yeah, you hear the scratching of this yeah, big yeah, rock yeah, down there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought that you know, it can be a rock, it can be some stone, it can be everything. Right. So what, 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 let's check it. You know, yeah. Let's see if there's something important or not important. We will see. Right. So what I did, I start to check it. 
and you began and to after, dig. After a while, I began to clean the dirt, and uh-huh. after a while, what I found, three steps. And I said, okay, three steps? Build very nice, you know? And so, oh, wow, where we are? What was going here? So I told them to stop, and, and you know, I made a call to all the other people around to come to see, to look, to talk, to, to see what's going on, to understand. Maybe we need to check this area before they are going to put the pipe. Right. So, you know, after a while, okay, they say, okay let's, let's do some checking. Not open all the area, just check the area to see if it's, there's continuation of, of, that, of that stairs. Which way? Where, where that stairs going to? So you started to so dig I some more. So I started to dig. Yeah. Uh, 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 they gave me permission to do a dig for uh, two weeks. Two ten weeks. days. All right. And I started to walk for 10 days. And what I found there, I found 10 stairs going all the way to the bottom of the valley. Wow. And the stairs going to the north and to the south. It's the whole continuation of that stairs all over. Uh, wow. This is very, very interesting. Let's continue working there. Okay. So we get the permission to continue to open that kind of area. And we continue opening and opening and see more, more, more stairs. More, more stairs that going to the middle of the valley. And what that stairs doing there? What is the meaning of that? How, how big was the whole area by the time you were done, Ellie? It's not so big, just in note part. So uh-huh. it's, not, it's not a big area, but, but the, the question was, first, and it was a very, very important question, where we are in the time. Which period we are? Who uh. built that kind of stairs? Because if, if we understand, if we knew that this, this build in the in the first century, or if built in the Byzantine church, if it's, uh, the Byzantine period, wherever we are in the time, they give us to understand if we can connect it to the story that mentioned in the Bible. So you found some coins, and the first set of coins you found from the first century BC. Yeah, and then the second set of coins where you thought the building had stopped was from the first century AD. And those coins from the first century AD, you said, were rebel coins printed by Jews who were trying to rebel against the Romans. In what year? We're talking about, uh, uh, as you say, we have coins that found in the cement between yeah. the stone that date to the, uh, let's say, to the beginning of the first century BC. Right. Okay. And then we have coins that go to what you say to the revolution against the Roman. We have a coin from 67, 68, 69. And wow. this is, this is and, uh, the story there. Why it's end? Because the Roman destroyed the temple. So no reason to have a pool there. So these stairs take us to the, to the story about what's mentioned in the Bible. And in this fact, story. Yeah, let's read the story. This story, it's, it's a great story. Let's read the story. We're going to John chapter 9, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Frank Turk and my guest, Israeli archaeologist Eli Shukran, who discovered what I'm about to reveal to you. In John chapter 9, beginning of the chapter, it says, As Jesus went along, he saw a blind man from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. 
After saying this, Jesus spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. This word means sense. So the man went and washed and came home seen. Now, a minute ago, you, you, you mentioned the pool of Siloam, but that was the wrong pool, wasn't it? Didn't they, hadn't they discovered the wrong pool and called it Siloam before? Yeah, it was in the fifth century AD. There's a queen, his name of Dokia and the, she said, this is the Pool of Salaam, and she built a church there, but she was wrong. <laughs> she was wrong. You found the right Pool of Siloam and in 2004 yeah. after a bulldozer, really a backhoe, began to scrape rocks at the bottom of the city of David. Now, ladies and gentlemen, when you go down to the city of David now and you go to the very bottom of it, that's the Pool of Siloam. There you could there's many different ways of pronouncing it. I pronounce it Siloam, Siloam, however you want to pronounce it. Ellie. This discovery was so momentous that you actually got on CNN yeah, it's, with it's, this. It's just imagine, you know, Frank, uh, we've seen the CNN today, mm -hmm. but this discovery was 2004, before 14 years ago. Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, it's just amazing. So I was standing in the, in the studio and uh, the reporter was in Atlanta and she talked with me and she talked with me about uh, John chapter 9. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? John <laughs> chapter 9, <laughs> They're talking Bible. about it on CNN, yeah. Just fantastic. Uh -huh. He's seen side that excavate and seen side that mentioned in the Bible and just great. It was a great interview and I think it was great for all the people, even... Even they listen to CNN, they love that kind of finding. And if, because yes, yes. And then you found it. And by the way, friends, if you go to YouTube and type in Eli Shukran, E-L-I-S-H-U-R-K-O-N, CNN's uh, Pool of Siloam, you will see this clip. It's about a four or five minute clip, maybe six minute clip. Six, six minutes. Yeah, it's a yeah, lot, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot. And, and so you discovered the Pool of Siloam and you yeah. dated it because of the coins. You knew when it was. Yeah, it's not just the coin. The coin and pottery and all, you know, we, we have all that kind of finding that we found that we connected to the, uh, to the uh, first century. Now, Ellie, before we go to the break, we're going to go to the break here in about a minute, but we got to make sure that people understand what you immediately saw when you discovered the pool of Siloam, you understood that there had to be a path from the pool of Siloam at the bottom of the city of David, all the way to the temple. Why? Because it must be connection. Why? Because pool of Siloam was a very, very important pool in that time. You, you must think that we're talking about like one acre of pool that yeah. built there, built as a step that the people can walk inside to the water. Think about Passover. You know Passover? Yeah. In the first century, yeah. how many people came oh, to Jerusalem to the thousands, temple? Thousands and thousands. So they need yeah. to purify themselves before they go to the temple. So Where they are doing that? This is the question. So here we have a huge pool, 1,000 people going in, going up to the temple. This is the deal. So they go from the Pool of Siloam, and it's about 2,000 feet south of where the temple was. And so there's got to be a road. There's got to be a path from that pool to that temple, but nobody had discovered it yet. It's, it's got to be a connection. Yes. And that connection, Ellie discovered, and we're going to tell you about it. When we come back from the break, we're talking to my friend Ellie Shukran, Israeli archaeologist who spent 18 years digging in the city of David. He discovered the Pool of Siloam. He discovered a lot more we're going to tell you about right after the break, so don't go away. You're listening to Cross-Examine with Frank Turek on the American Family Radio Network website, crossexamined.org. Back in two minutes. 
College campuses are hostile to the Christian faith, and three out of four young people walk away from the church once they go to college. That's why we go to college campuses and present I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist in the United States and even all over the world. When we do this, we don't charge students a dime. That's why we need your financial support. In fact, over the past couple of years, we've been able to grow dramatically because of your generous support. And 100% of your donations go to ministry. Zero percent go to building. So when you give to Cross-Examined, you'll be giving to help us go reach young people where they are. Would you consider giving today? Thank you so much, and thank you so much for what you've done already. Archaeology right in the heart of Jerusalem. My friend Eli Shukran is with me. We're talking about some of the major discoveries that he made. Before we get back to that, let me mention uh, that I'm going to be in Florence, Alabama this Wednesday night, November 7th at Faith Church. All the details are on our website. And then next weekend, I'll be uh, on Saturday at Texoma Cowboy Church Community Event, or it's it's, at, it's it's Texoma Cowboy Church it's in Wichita Falls, Texas. Like, I don't know, maybe an hour and 45 minutes north-northwest of Dallas. I'll be there for all day Saturday, or actually it's a Saturday night event. And then for the Sunday morning event, I will be uh, there for church. So check all that out on our website. That's uh, this Wednesday coming up and then next weekend, Saturday and Sunday this weekend, uh, or I should say uh, this Wednesday in Florence, Alabama, next weekend in Wichita Falls, Texas. If you're anywhere near there, love to see you. Okay. Back to my friend, Ellie Shukran. Ellie, you knew there had to be some kind of path or road from the pool of Siloam, 2000 feet up the hill, all the way to the temple. How did you discover this road? What well, happened? It's, it's very, it's very interesting because I started to do the excavation close to the pool of Siloam mm -hmm. and I found the stairs that taken up, you know, it's very, very, uh, yeah, unique because all this area was covered with destruction. You know, the Roman destroyed everything. Mm. So we we try to find a way uh, to understand right. the way how it's how, how that road going to the temple and and this is it. You know, so we started to do the excavation there, and then from there we started to understand that below that street we have a huge. Uh, drainage channel, drain channel before two thousand years ago, huge one, beautiful one. And you're doing the excavation, and you continue going all the way to the north, where to the north, to the Temple Mount. You know, and as, the, as, you did, as you did, as you did, the Western Wall. Yes, you discovered coins. What did the coins tell you along yeah, the way? Yeah, a, a lot of coins. We've discovered a lot of coins, but the coins tell us a time, where mm -hmm. we are in the time. It is the important, where we are in the time, and all the time, all everything was fine with the time. Of course, we found a lot of different kind of findings. For example, a... a a, a, let's say dice, arrowhead, coins, silver coin from Tyra, shekel from Tyra. First century? It, yes, first century. It's very, very interesting because this takes us to the uh, to the tax that the people paint to the temple so of shekel. So it's mean this is shekel was using for two person 
And um, it's amazing. You found that index question. So you find a shekel coin that would have paid the tax for two people to go into the temple. This you is. find it on the road or in the drainage in channel. In the drainage channel. All the way up. All the way up. All the way up to the temple. Just just amazing finding. You know, you, you're doing uh, excavation you know, channel and all this area. It's very, very, very uh, unique. Very, very interesting to understand what, what, what this air was. Because if you're looking, for example, and you, you're finding a cooking pot, completely cooking pot mm -hmm. there in the channel, this takes you about the story about Josephus Plavius. Tell us about the, the people that was hiding from the Roman in the channel. You must understand, you know, and this is very, very interesting because when you're thinking about that people that was there, you know, this is the last area in Jerusalem that, that taken by the Roman. Mm. But think about that. You are in the channel and you heard the Roman destroying Jerusalem. A lot of stone falling down. You heard the sandal of the Roman on the road. You smell the smell of the fire. It's, it's, it's a huge. It's a huge. And you touch that people that were sitting there and eating. And they uh, uh, found the oil lamp. They're using the oil lamp. This is just amazing. But... There in the channel, we found more, 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 more finding. For example, we found the golden bell. Mm. And this very, very, very special finding. Oh, the golden bell. Hold the golden bell for just a second. I want to say one thing about a couple other things you discovered. You mentioned dice. You found dice yeah, yeah, yeah. in the channel. Ladies and gentlemen, think about this. They gambled for his garments. Do you remember the soldiers gambling for Jesus's garments? They may have used dice, dice that Ellie, or like dice Ellie found, on the way to the Western Wall. And you also said the shekel coin that you discovered along the way. And the thing that amazes me is you, you just said that you found pots and cooking utensils basically in the sewer of the city of David because people were living in the sewer to try and avoid being found and killed by the Romans. Ladies and gentlemen, imagine if some foreign power came into your town and you had to go into the sewer system to avoid being killed. And you're down there eating. You're down there with oil lamps. You're down there trying to survive. This is what the Jews had to do in 70 AD when the Romans came in and destroyed the city and tried to kill them. And Ellie, as you got closer to the Western Wall, you got closer to where the temple originally was, you say you found a golden bell. Yeah. Now, this, this golden bell, let me just say one thing about it, because if anyone's been to the city of David, when they go into the, uh, the, to the center where you, the welcome center of the city of David, they're going to see a hand. And in the middle of that hand is a golden bell. That hand is your hand. Yes. And why, why is this discovery so amazing? Look, this is a golden bell. First, the golden bell. Who was going with the golden bell in the first century? This is the question. And, and, and immediately the answer is the high priest. High priest in his garment was, going, was a golden bell. And going to Jerusalem in that time, you've seen the high priest. is going with his garment and the golden bell on his robe. And you must understand because today, what left from the temple? Nothing. Because we know the temple destroyed. There's a mosque on the top of the area of the temple. The only artifact that we have today that we can say, this is was in the temple before 2000 years ago, it's the golden bell on the high priest's garment. So it was going there, inside to the temple. 
So the golden bell that you found probably came from the high priest's robe and that high priest had gone into the Holy of Holies. Yes, of course. This is was there. Just to remind you, you know, the temple and the Holy of the Holy. And what is the meaning for us, the Holy of the Holy? And, and what we have in the Holy of the Holy in the first century. So we know that there's a general, his name Pompeius. He's talking about what's, 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 what's he found in the Holy of the Holy. Because the Romans want to find the treasure. They want to go inside. He just ran away inside to the Holy of the Holy. Because he thought that he's going to find the treasure. And go out and say, there's nothing there. It's empty. What it's mean empty? How you can say about what you can say about the get to the heaven? Mm. You can you can make it as an artifact, or, mm-hmm. or the spirit of God is artifact, or the the presence of God is artifact. No, no way. You cannot thinking that way. So for us as the Jewish people, it was it was right because we understand that this is what we have there. But from the Roman, they don't care about that. So this golden bell was there. And this is the only artifact that we can say that was there in the Olive, the Olive in the temple before 2000. Mm. So, so it's, a, it's amazing. You found that you know where it was looked like. Mm-hmm. So Pompey goes into the temple in Jerusalem. He doesn't find any treasure in there because... <laughs> Of course, the Jews couldn't have idols. They didn't have a structure. Their their God wasn't made of stone. The God was spirit. The Ark of the Covenant had been long gone ever since 586 BC. We don't know where the Ark of the Covenant is. The only thing we know about that was in the Holy of Holies was the high priest. And he used to wear bells. Why? Because if, if, if they would tie a rope around him and if they didn't hear the bells moving anymore, they would realize maybe the high priest died and they have to drag him out because they couldn't go into the Holy and Holies, Holy of Holies and get him. So he wore bells in the bottom of his garment. Ellie, you found one of the bells. Yeah, yeah it's just amazing, you know, to find something that you say, oh, this is was there in that place. And this is just amazing. You just also amazing. excavated under the wall, the Western wall. Of the t- of the the temp the Temple Mount. No, no, we we near we, there. Yeah, yeah, we we did ex- we did excavation the foundation of the Western Wall. And, and what and, you found and coins this, there. And this, and this is very interesting because we found the coins, we found oil, and found other uh, findings that tell us the Western Wall built twenty years late in time of King of the Great. It's amazing because this makes sense because this is what's happening in the real time, and this coin give us to understand that. And this is amazing. The amazing finding to understand, no, King Herod the Great didn't build the wall around the Temple Mount. Mm-hmm. He fixed the temple himself, but the temple itself was on the top of the mount and all the other area was built a little bit late. The uh, King Herod the Great. So if you Google today who built the Western Wall, you're going to see, it's probably going to say Herod the Great, but you discovered coins under there from 20 AD. Herod died in 4 BC. There's no way he could have built that wall. He built the temple on top, as you just said, Ellie, on top of the Temple Mount, but not the wall itself. So where Jewish people now are praying at the Western Wall, they're praying that something was built well after the temple. Yeah, but right. the, the praying the said this is the, pray, the closer... To the Holy of Holies. To the Holy of Holies. Yeah, for yes. them, for them. And it's fine, you know. Yes. You also, we don't have time to cover all this, Ellie, but you found Roman swords under there. You found a rock with a menorah on there. You found a token to get into the uh, temple. temple. Pure to God. Yep. You're pure to God. You like to go to the temple. You're not pure to God, so... You can't go in. Can't if go you had in. this token that said you went in the bath and you're pure, you could get in. And you yeah, found one of these tokens. This is the deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You also found a chisel. What's a chisel used yeah, for? Yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing because, you know, 
There's more than 100 years of excavation around the Temple Mount, uh-huh. around the, the wall, and no one found anything from the tools from the workers that built it. From the workers, no, none? Yeah, yeah no, nothing. So the, this is the only chisel that they use it to chill the stone, to chiseling the stone, to chiseling the wall, to, to walk, you know, like a mason that's building the temple, building the Western Wall. So this is the only... A chisel that we found it's amazing touching the people that build the temple we could wish you could we wish you could show you these pictures because we're looking at them right now on our screen but this is radio friends if you want to see this entire presentation that uh ellie and i did it's going to be on our tv show in about a month and if you don't have our tv show it is on every wednesday nights at 9 p.m eastern or uh 1 a.m uh pacific to, or 1 a.m eastern also uh 10 p.m pacific time it's on at the nrb network nrb tv so that's direct tv channel 378 if you don't have direct tv it's on roku r-o-k-u it's a tv service and you go to the nrb for national religious broadcasters channel and you can see i don't have enough faith to be an atheist that's our tv show and if you don't have direct tv and you don't have roku it is also on our website, crossexamined.org, at those times, 9 p.m. on Wednesday night, 1 a.m. Wednesday night, really Thursday morning, you get the idea. And uh, watch the TV show there. Now, when we come back from the break, the next discovery no one has ever heard of, unless you've been with Ellie in Jerusalem, because it hasn't been published yet. I mentioned it briefly about six months ago when we came back from from Israel but this discovery that we're going to talk about in the final segment by my friend Eli Shukran is mind-blowing, really. I mean, I'm not exaggerating because, uh, well, you'll see. Don't go away, friends. We're going to be back in just a couple of minutes with my friend Eli Shukran, Israeli archaeologist who for 18 years excavated almost all of the city of David, or a good portion of it anyway. And we're going to go right into the city of David. That was Jerusalem and David's day right after the break. So don't go away. I'm Frank Turkzian too. If you find value in the content of this podcast, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where you can find more. Just type cross-examine or Frank Turek on the search bar. Also visit our website where we add new videos, articles, and free resources daily. Let's go under the city of David, ladies and gentlemen, with my friend Israeli archaeologist Eli Shukran, who excavated this entire area beginning in 1995 all the way to 2013. Now, Eli, after you discovered the Pool of Siloam at the bottom of the city of David, and then you basically excavated the entire road from the Pool of Siloam, all the way up the western side of the city of David, right to the Temple Mount, about 2,000 feet. You also discovered something near the Gion Springs, something amazing. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's very interesting because we're talking about the Gion Spring. And what is the meaning of the Gion Spring, Frank? Uh, the meaning that everything that we have today in Jerusalem started in the Gion Spring. Mm-hmm. Everything that we have around Jerusalem starts in the Gion Spring because this is the only living water. This is the only place that the people have a living water for live hmm. in this area. So everything was built around that. So what's happening? Let's go back to the history. Let's go back to excavation. When I started to do the excavation, they told me, oh, yeah, Ellie, you know, you have just two months to walk there, you know. 
not more than that, right? Because it's spring, it's outside of the city, because we know it, because the Bible said that King Hezekiah bring the water inside to the city. Through Hezekiah's tunnel, yeah. right. But I said, okay, wherever you say, but I, well, I say to myself, I'm going to walk there till I will reach the bedrock. I want to see everything. So you started to excavate all the I, way down to the bedrock. I started to excavate all the way down to the bedrock. And what we found there, it's a huge, because no one found that before us. It's made huge fortification, towers, wall, walkway, pool that cutting in the rock. Everything is there around the spring. And you remember when I started, they told me, oh, there's just two months. It's outside the yeah. city. There's nothing there. Yeah. There's a lot there. <laughs> a lot there. So if you're not checking... Don't tell that there's nothing there. So this is what we did, you know, and, and one give us to understand other things. This is the way how you're doing when you're doing excavation. This is amazing. So you discovered what David actually did as described in 2 Samuel chapter 5. It says this, the king, David, and his men marched to Jerusalem to attack the Jebusites who lived there. The Jebusite said to David, you will not get in here. Even the blind and the lame can ward you off. They thought David can't get in here. In other words, they were saying this fortress is so strong. We as guards could be blind and lame and you still couldn't get in here. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. But if you, if you, if you, if you're coming to the city of David today, you can see how huge that for fortification. Oh yeah. Yeah. You no, know, yeah. how huge that kind of fortress, you know, the stone, the size of the stone, let's say five ton, Think about five ton, six ton, three ton, ten ton of stone that was part of that fortification, of that fortress that built there around the spring. Yeah. But the question always when we are talking about finding who built that, who well, built that for, for it was it goes all the way back to how how many years ago that, that fortress? All the back to the Canaanite time, to the Middle Bronze period, and we talk about before 3,800 years ago. Wow. 1800 BC. So this is back to the time, almost back to Abraham. We're talking about Abraham time. So this fortress that you discovered under the city of David goes back to Abraham. It's the fortress that David took in 1000 AD. From the Jebusites. From the Jebusites. And they they thought he couldn't get up there, but he figured out a way to, uh, one of his generals went up a water shaft and took the thing. Yeah, yeah. You found it, but then you kept digging. You didn't stop there. I didn't stop there. I kept digging. I I dig a little bit up above the Gion Spring. Uh Uh-huh. And and we start to walk from, walk to the south. Uh Uh-huh. And when we are walking to the south, we start into uh, uh, seeing different kind of findings. And we came inside to the place that we started to see something that carving in the rock. And, you, you know, you, you're walking, you build a construction because we are below the, 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 the hills of the city. So you had to bring heaven. in steel beams to hold yeah, up the yeah, earth. to hold the earth and to, right. to protect ourselves. And uh-huh. then you started to find room by room by room by room. But in the beginning, we, see, we found a room. It's a very, very special room. Why? Because... When you look on the detail in that room, there's all on there's some small pit in the, on the floor, some all on the wall, and deepest air on the side. And, and then you think about that, and you say, oh, this is part of olive press. So you what f- olive press doing there? Why they need to make olive oil there? You found an olive press carved Ol- into the bedrock. Yeah. That's, that's one it. room. This one room. Next room. Next room. We continue walking. Next room, what we have 
some platform that cutting in the in the rock. It's we're talking about three feet on three feet, or, or let's say three feet and a half on three feet, or something like that. And from the corner of that platform, there's a channel that's going all the way down to a big steps. And what it's look like, what it's connected to. So when we start to to think about that, I, I thought that this is may a place where they build an altar. And all that channel taking the blood outside of the It's a blood channel. Blood channel. Wow. So we have two rooms. Then you keep Very digging. Interesting. You keep, you keep digging. digging. We have a storage room close to uh -huh. the, this area uh -huh. with a lot of jar broken on the floor. And, and then we start to continue walking to the south. Yes. Room after room. Room after room. And then we go in and taking the dirt and we see that everything was covered with the, with the dirt and, and stone. Someone buried this place. Uh -huh. It's not just a place. Someone buried that place. And then we continue. And then we found a holes that, oh, that you can tie animals. For example, okay. yeah, goats, sheep, once uh -huh. it's old. A little hook so, in the wall yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Why, yeah. need, why need that kind of, of hold? Why need to mm -hmm. tie animal? For which reason? Mm -hmm. Oh, you remember that we found the altar. Yes, found the so altar. So maybe, maybe we're in worshiping air, but uh -huh. we, don't, we didn't finish the uh, excavation, so we don't understand what it's looked like. So we continue, and we can say some V's carving on the floor. And then immediately, oh, we're talking about a, a, a tripod that was building there. You had a notch wooden, in the bedrock. Wooden tripod. A and, wooden tripod yeah. to do what? To, to hang the animal. Why uh, you need to hang the animal? To skin the Skin animal. the animal, yeah. Because you, you, you sacrifice the animal. After you skin the animal, of course, the skin going to the priest. It's, it's fantastic. So you start to connect it. You see detail by detail by detail by detail. And then we can see some all that may granted the seed of the wheat. Why? You need it for a bread. You need a bread sacrifice, too. That's it. So beautiful, amazing. And the last finding that we found, it's very, very uh, unique, very, very special, because what we found, we started to walk down, to walk down with the dirt, and then, you know, all this air was filled of stone, and, and, and then we started to touching a, a, a just smooth dirt. Someone covers something. Someone protects something. Mm. And then we took the dirt, and then what we found, we found a pillar. A pillar, and around the pillar, we found the stone. So I asked myself, what did it mean, that pillar? And then I said, okay, let's go to see first what we found in the excavation, and then let's connect this pillar, what the Bible talk about. Mm. And this is very, very interesting. I think maybe, maybe let's see what we found yet. Yeah, in you, the excavation, and then and then we're going to join right. to, to Genesis twenty-eight. Okay, Frank, let's. let's go. We found the standing. You found a standing the stone, standing, which is a, main a worship stone. Stone. Yeah, it's, it's we, a we'll pillar. See, yeah, we'll it's see. It's a what. pillar. We'll, we'll read from the Bible. The Bible gives us very very. It's, good. it's a pillar, but when yes. people are on radio, they're thinking of a pillar like a column. This is more like no, it's a, like almost flat stone. It almost looks like like a cemetery stone, almost it's like a flat that. Stone. Flat stone stood up. Stood up. Yeah. And you must understand that. Like a headstone. Yeah, but yeah. but must understand that when we're going to read from the from the story about about Jacob and what the story tell us that Jacob was sleep on the stones. Yes, so he cannot sleep on the pillar that made by a column. He sleep on the pillar that made by well, let's, flat let's, stone. Let's go. You, Continue. you found the standing stone, the olive press, the foundation with an altar, a blood channel, cutouts in the bedrock to skin animals to hold up a tripod, wall hole in 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 the wall to tie animals to, and a storage room in a cave. Now, what does this all go back to? If you go to Genesis 28. Remember uh, the uh, the uh, 
Jacob and Jacob's ladder. He wakes up from that dream and he says, surely the Lord is in this place. I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. And then he says, he says right after that early the next morning, Jacob took the stone he had placed under his head and set up set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. Olive oil. He called that place Bethel. And this stone that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Eli Shukran is with me right now. The Israeli archaeologist did not discover, did not discover Jacob's stone because this, this isn't Bethel. This is Jerusalem. But Eli, this is the only standing stone, worship stone ever found in Jerusalem. And you found it. This is a temple. Yeah, this this is a worshiping air. This is a temple. This is the house of God. Look, what what the, what the, in the verse twenty two uh-huh. say? Okay, again, Frank, I wanted to read yeah. verse twenty two. Uh, yeah, it says this stone that I've set up as a pillar will be God's house. So the stone is the God's house. Yes. What? But what it's temple? It's amazing. Is, what temple is this, though, Ellie? By the finding, we take that 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 area to the Middle Bronze period, to the to the eighteen hundred BC. BC. Who yeah. was it? In that time, who was the king of Jerusalem? Melchizedek. Melchizedek. So you know that Melchizedek wasn't a, was a king, yep. but he wasn't just a king. He was also high priest. One. Yes. And this is as high priest where Melchizedek worshiping God. This is the question. So uh-huh. where we are, this is the beginning of the monotheism. This is the place where Melchizedek worshiping God. So when we talk about which temple we have here, we have the beginning of the monotheism. So which temple? Temple zero. You call this temple zero because the first temple is Solomon's temple. The second yeah. temple is Zerubbabel's and Herod's temple. You're calling this temple zero and nobody knows about it, Ellie. Yeah, I know. But you not, know about but it now. Frank, <laughs> but now Frank, more people know about it. Well, Ellie, this discovery is amazing and you're going to publish on it. I hope soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will work on that. And I hope that uh-huh. I will publish it soon. And, and and you can get all the information about but it's a message that take us all the way to the time of Melchizedek. Oh, it's incredible. And, and it's incredible. again, the pillar that set up the stone that set up as a pillar, what is this? It's the, the house, house of, of God. God. Look how yeah. simple House of God in the book of Genesis. Ellie, Ellie, you're amazing, wonderful. Ellie, amazing. Now, you and I are going to be leading the tour to Israel April 2020. 2020. April Good 2020. Number. Good number. Now, for those of you that want to learn more about Ellie, and if you can't come in April 2020, you might be able to go on another tour that Ellie is leading. Go to livingpassages.com, livingpassages.com. Ellie, we're out of time, but this has been great, brother. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. All Thank right. you. Ellie Shukran. Shukran, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. All right, brother. See you. We work hard to create great content and deliver truth and valuable insights to all of our cross-examined podcast listeners. If you agree, take 30 seconds out of your busy schedule to leave us a five-star rating so more people like you can find us. Just look for the cross-examined official podcast, three words on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. We are truly grateful for your support. 